This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. And this is a big one. And it's a great, great, great weekend. I can't wait to dive into NFL, and as they call it now, Super Wildcard Weekend. Five games, five picks. Well, six games. And I'll give you five picks here. My favorite plays for NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. All lines, of course, over at FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, let's dive into it. And I'll just I'll, I'll lead you at the start by telling you the one game I am not picking. And you know my thoughts on it um, on WIP all week on the Midday Show. I'm not picking the eagles Bucks. I think it is the hardest game to call because there's so much variance that could go on here. So much. I mean, I could see the Eagles winning close, maybe not covering. I could see the Bucks winning by blowing the Eagles out. I could also see the Eagles winning by a touchdown. I, I just stay away from this game from a betting perspective. I, I have no idea. I don't know what Eagles team showing up. I don't know. Um, if I was forced to take a side in that game, I would probably take the Bucks plus the three. I, I'm envisioning an Eagles very, very close victory if they if they do muster up enough pride to go out there and win this football game. But I don't know, and I don't feel strong enough about it. So you know that. Let's go to the other five games on the board. We start with the opener to Super Wild Card Weekend. Joe Flacco and the Browns. Kevin Stefanski, perhaps the coach of the year in the NFL, head to Houston to take on the Texans here. I love this game. I, I Really, the NFL, just quickly before we get into the games, matchups, spreads, lines, all that, I don't think the NFL could have hit a bigger home run with the storylines for Wild Card Weekend. You get the Joe Flacco thing, and I'm jealous of the people in Cleveland. There's nothing like doing a run with a backup quarterback. It's just, it's just, it's, galvanizing and it's like this this train that just picks up steam so you have the Browns angle and then obviously a great storyline with flat with um CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans the rookie of the year in the NFL I, th- I think he will win it over Puka Nakua and maybe the coach of the year the two coach of the year I mean these two probably finished one and two coach of the year Stefanski and D'Amico Ryans and they now they go head to head then the night game you get the Peacock game and you knew that needed to be a marquee event well it's a double whammy number one it's Mahomes Two, it's Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City. But three, then, it's this weather, which we'll get to as, as we pick the game, because people love cold weather games. There's something about historical cold weather games, especially all of us on the East Coast where it's cold anyway, and we'll be indoors watching this thing. I already downloaded the Peacock app a month ago for that dumb Chargers-Bills game. I have it. Uh, yeah, I'm, am I going to pay six bucks even if I didn't already to watch this game? Of course I'm going to pay six bucks. I mean, like, people complain and yell about this. I'm going to pay. I'm going to watch this game without question. And then, of course, Sunday at 1 o'clock, you know, you get the Bills and the Steelers. And, you know, if there's any 
coach good enough to muck up a game. Maybe you get the Steelers to muck up a game against the Bills, but that one's probably the worst storyline. Then you go to Packers and Cowboys, and oh my goodness, the McCarthy angle against the Packers, and love emerging here with Rodgers not there anymore. The night game is the best storyline of them all with Goff against Stafford, and Stafford going back, and how that fan base reacts. First playoff game there in 30 years. I actually think the revenge thing is on the people are viewing it wrong the revenge is golf golf was wrong golf was left for dead in detroit he was left for dead you know mcveigh he won a super bowl without golf stafford got to leave cold dreary detroit to go play with a team of superstars and go win a super bowl like he's not upset he got to go to la and revive his career and, and take it to a different level the guy that got screwed in all that until now was jared goff this is the goff revenge and then of course monday maybe the pink slip on a pole match between todd bowles and nick here let's get to the picks here game number one I'm going with the Browns. Minus two and a half on the road against the Texans. I think the Browns are live to make a run, and I mean a real run, into the NFL playoffs. A couple weeks ago, I took the Browns 50-1 to to win the Super Bowl. I also jumped on Miles Garrett over at FanDuel Sportsbook at 430-1. to 430-1 to to win the Super Bowl MVP. That's moved. Both those numbers have moved. I think it's Browns 30-1 uh, to one to win the Super Bowl. I think it's Miles Garrett, something like, 231 Super Bowl MVP. But so a couple of things on this particular game. We just watched this matchup a couple weeks ago. I would throw it out though. CJ Stroud didn't play. That's a big thing. There's some injuries on the Brown side. I get all that. But here's what you do have, and I think this matters. The playoff experience factor. I don't think it could be the be all and the end all, but it does, it does matter. Okay, so you have a quarterback making his first playoff start, a rookie quarterback at C.J. Stroud against Joe Flacco, who, if he wins this game on Saturday, has more road playoff wins than any team, any quarterback in the history of the league, and that includes Brady. The history of pro football, no one would have more road playoff wins than Joe Flacco. So quarterbacks making their first playoff start versus quarterbacks who have playoff experience, 17-35-1 against the spread, 17-36 and straight up. Since 2002, since 1990, rookie quarterbacks 11 and 18 straight up in the playoffs, four and 11 straight up over the last decade. There's very few that actually do anything in this spot. I mean, you go back to Mark Sanchez made a run, but it's rare. I mean, it really is rare for a quarterback to make a run here. I think the Cleveland defense, with a week off last week, will be at their best. I know they're a little banged up. Denzel Ward yesterday in practice, you know, a little issue, but I don't anticipate that destroying them. And I look at it and I say, okay. Right now, I have a Browns defense that is one of the better ones in the NFL. They're really, really good at limiting the passing game. Yes, the passing game is very strong for the Houston Texans, but I do think that the Browns will be able to make them one-dimensional. They'll be able to get after C.J. Stroud more than, let's say, the Colts did last week. And Nico Collins is an excellent wide receiver. Really like what, he, what he's doing. But I think this is the spot where you see they need both. They need, they need both Nico Collins and Tank Dell to get out of this game. This could be a back-and-forth affair for a little while. I don't expect the Browns to run away with it unless C.J. Stroud turns the ball over, which he almost never does. Back-and-forth, I do think the Browns will make a positive play and the Texans will make a negative play at some point. Shifts the game. It's under a field goal. Give me the Browns minus 2.5 to move forward in this matchup. Game number two, and this might surprise you, but I've thought about this more and more and more over the week, and I like it more and more and more. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins plus four and a half on the road in 
snowy, cold. Maybe it's not even snowing, but it's cold. Minus 30 wind chill, Kansas City. So I think we've gone a little bit too far with this game and the perception of these two teams, okay? On the season, the Dolphins were better. The Dolphins were better. They won more football games. Head-to-head, it was 14-14 on offense, and Kansas City's defense scored when they played that game in Germany. Okay, so they played they played already this year, and it was a neutral site, 14-14 game. Both defenses did a good job. I know Miami's defense is really in a bad spot right now. Physically, injuries. They might be drained from what happened last Sunday night as they tried to win the division. But, but here is what stands out to me. Is, is Kansas City's offense suddenly going to be better in the freezing temperatures, are their receivers going to catch the ball more often in terrible weather? Are, are they going to suddenly become a better football team in these elements than they were all year? I'm very skeptical. And I'm skeptical they could take advantage because of the elements of Miami's weaknesses right now. I feel like this is more of a ground game, a ground and pound game. And I look at it and I say, all right, if that's the case, one, that shortens the game. Two, it probably keeps the score closer. Three, it limits throws on both sides for turnovers. So we're probably going to get a more truer game in terms of less turnovers, unless there's fumbles, and which could happen in cold weather. Um, but then who has a stronger run game? And it's not even close. And I like Pacheco. But if you're doing the net gain versus net loss running the ball, Miami's run game is one of the most efficient in the league with A-Chan and here comes Mostert back. Waddle's going to be back in this game. If Miami can make a play or two, I believe they're going to be close in this game. The Chiefs don't blow people out. And if they blow people out, it's Aiden O'Connell. I mean, go look at the Chiefs this season and tell me the wins by margin and who the, who the quarterback was on the other side. And was that guy even close to as good as Tua? And did he have weapons as close to as good as Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? And I would argue there's no way. There's no way you're going to find that because they didn't. So I'm going to pull up the Chiefs right now how they did scoring-wise in terms of winning by margin during the season. Because I think we've gone a little overboard. Okay, They won by 80 against Jacksonville. They beat the Bears by 31 in Week 3. I think that was the peak of the Chiefs this year. And that's Justin Fields and not much. Okay, Not very good. They beat the Jets by 3. They beat Minnesota by 7. They beat Denver by 11. And that was when Den- and, and they only scored 19 points that day. They beat the Chargers by 14. So, th- so that, that's on October 22nd. Since then... Here are their wins, and and by I'll tell you the number, and then I'll tell you who they beat. Their wins by seven over Tua and Miami in Germany, okay, and they won on a defensive score. By fourteen over Aiden O'Connell. By ten over Bailey Zappi. By eight over Jake Browning. By one over Easton Stick. This team doesn't win by margin; they just don't. So I'm getting four and a half points here. I'm going to take the number with the Miami Dolphins, and you know every time. We do this. It feels like NFL history is littered with like, oh, the cold game. Here comes the team that's not used to the elements, and they're coming to the team that is used to the elements, and we just assume that means a victory. I don't know. I watched the Giants in 07, you know, obviously January 08, go into frozen Lambeau Field and win an NFC Championship game. We all know what happened here. We don't have to reiterate it, but 2002 with the Bucs and, you know, the whole thing, and it went under 40 degrees. I think we go overboard with it. It's like, oh, they can't win there. Yeah, they can. Of course they could win there if they play a good football game. So I, I like Miami in this game, and I think this game's going to be very close, and I'll take the four and a half points with Miami. I think we're making too much of the weather and not looking at the Chiefs and all their issues 
right now across the season. Okay, let's go to the third game, and that would be the first game on Sunday, and that is the Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a 10-point number. This is of the four games I picked. I feel the uh, five games I picked. I feel the least confident about this one. The number worries me. I'm going to ultimately take the Buffalo Bills minus 10 because I don't know how the Steelers keep up unless the Bills totally, totally hand them the game. Like this would have to be a Josh Allen special where like he's just throwing picks left and right and fumbling for no reason. Because if the Bills play their game, the Steelers should not be able to go there in weather and beat them with Mason Rudolph, a third string quarterback, or even keep the game close. I think I think the Steelers would need multiple turnovers to cover this number. Not one. Multi- they need to win the turnover battle by multiple turnovers to, 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 to be within 10 points. I don't see how they do it on offense. And... The TJ Watt injury changes things significantly. If it was Watt in there, I would probably take the Steelers plus an eight and a half kind of number, and I would feel good about it. But without TJ Watt over the last two years, the Steelers, who are you know are one and six without him straight up, two four and one against the spread, they're eighteen and nine against the spread with him. I mean, it's it's remarkable how much he means to that football team. He wrecked that game last week for the Baltimore Ravens in the rain in Baltimore. I know Baltimore is really trying, but I'm going to take Buffalo. When they win, they win by margin over bad teams over the years. I do believe they'll take care of business. They'll win this football game. And I don't. I just don't think the Steelers are going to score. This feels to me like a 23-10 to 10 kind of game where, yeah, maybe it's 16-10 entering the fourth quarter, but one touchdown puts it away and gives you the cover for the Buffalo Bills. Bills minus 10, game number three. Uh, my fourth game that I will take this week. I'm going to take the Cowboys laying the seven over the Packers. Look, I love this Packers story. I think Jordan Love is really, really becoming something in front of our eyes here. But a couple of things stand out in this particular matchup. Number one, you have a young quarterback making his first playoff start, similar to the C.J. Stroud thing. Love's been in the league, but he hasn't been on this stage before. It's a big stage. It's a different kind of stage. The second thing is you look at the Packers' defense. And for as good as their offense has been, their defense is a problem. And I think this is a very difficult matchup for them to cover to cover what they've got going on right now with CeeDee Lamb, with Jake Ferguson, how well Dak has played. This feels like a shootout, and one team just has a little bit more. They have the better defense. They have the better pass rush. Parsons will get to love a little bit to make a play over the course of this football game. And... Look, Dallas at home, we know how amazing they are. I mean, they have been an amazing home team for two years now. And they don't just win at home, they score at home. They're 7-1 to their team total over at home this season. Dak performs as a favorite, especially at home. This is where the Cowboys are at their best. 11-4 against spread at home in the last 15 games. Um, this is what they do. And I think McCarthy has something cooked up here for LaFleur and the Packers one more time. I think this strikes me as a 37-27 kind of game where LaFleur and Love show they're going to be a force next year, but they're just not ready for this one. And my last one and my favorite one of the weekend, I'm going against the grain. I'm taking the Lions minus the three at home. The Jared Goff revenge spot. Not the Matthew Stafford revenge spot. The Jared Goff revenge spot for... The Lions. Look, Laporta could be trending towards playing. I think that's probably going to be a no, but it might be a yes as I record this on a Friday. That's a major thing. I don't think the Rams have the defense to cover Amon Ross St. Brown. 
I don't think they have the horses fully on defense to stop this run game of the Lions. And I do believe the Lions getting McNeil back last week, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, their defense was more opportunistic. Stafford will make one mistake. That will be the difference. I think Goff will play a cleaner game than Matthew Stafford in this particular one. And let me give you one little nugget because I think everyone's ignored this. The Rams are the darling. The Rams are going to go on a run. Guys, has anyone paid attention to how the Rams ended their season? And no, I'm not talking about wins and losses. This is their third straight road game. They ended the season at the Giants, at the Niners. Every time there's a road favorite, or it should be a road darling, that goes on a road run through the playoffs. Go back 05 Steelers. Go back 07 Giants. Go back 2010 Packers. You know, and when this happens, go look at those teams and where they ended their regular season. They didn't start the playoffs already on a road trip. This is the third straight road game for the Rams. Historically, that's brutal. And, you know, if you think they're going to win this game, they think they're going to win the next one, I think you're ignoring history of the league. I like the Lions. I think the Rams' love has gotten out of control. Give me the Lions minus three to move on and win their first playoff game in, what, 33 years? Incredible stuff. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP. Daily the picks. Browns minus two and a half. I've got the... Bills minus the 10. I've got the uh, excuse me, the Dolphins plus the four and a half, the Lions minus the three, and the Cowboys minus the seven. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it all with the NFL Super Wildcard. We can appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following, of course, all the lines from FanDuel Sportsbook.